Galatians chapter 6. I'm going to take my jacket off because we're getting serious tonight, y'all. It's always a bad sign when you see a preacher getting comfortable when he gets up and takes his jacket off or takes his tie off. That's a bad deal, y'all. Galatians chapter 6. We're going to look at the first five verses tonight. Galatians 6, 1 through 5. Last week we talked about uh, the works of the flesh versus the uh, fruits of the Spirit. Uh, Paul's kind of been talking about that over the last couple weeks in the passages that we have read, talking about the differences between the works of the flesh and the fruits of the Spirit. And as Christians, we should be fruit inspectors. When we were starting church a while ago, Ernest was handing out quince, and he and Brother Ernie were looking at one, and he noticed that there was a, a bad spot on there. And, and I was just thinking, you know, that's what we got to do as Christians. As Christians, we got to look at the fruit that we're, that we're bearing in our life. And sometimes when we kind of turn ourselves around spiritually and, and look at ourselves a little closer, we may find a bad spot here and there. And uh, told Brother Ernie, I said, just chop that off and it'll be fine. And that's the same thing that we have to do with sin. We just, we chop off the bad spots and, and boy, things are a lot better. And that's what Paul was calling the people to do last week. He was saying, look, don't give in to these fleshly desires. Uh, you, you have the Holy Spirit to guide you. You're not under the law. You're under the Spirit. Now live by the Spirit. And here's what the Spirit calls you to do. It calls you to be patient and gentle and all these other things uh, that, that, that Paul pointed out to us. And so uh, tonight we're following up right where we left off last week. So we're going to pray and then we'll jump into the text. <clears throat> Father God, I thank you for your good word tonight. And I pray that, that you would just speak through me. I want, I want your word to be beneficial, dear Lord. Help me not to, to, to be confusing or stand in the way of your people understanding. Just let the Holy Spirit that we're studying about be the one that always guides us and always opens our ears, dear Lord, so that when your word is read that people hear it, dear Lord, even if they don't hear a word that I say, God, I pray that everybody here tonight, including me, would hear your word as I read it. So I pray that you just speak through us and, and uh, call to my mind and, and, and bring out of my mouth the things that you desire for us to hear and let it be of you, God, that's going to bring glory to you. And so I pray that you would be with us tonight, God. Maybe there are some in here that's, that's come tonight that are just burdened down. They've just got stuff going on and they just feel kind of down. They just don't feel very excited about you, God. And even us as Christians, sometimes we just sometimes we just get down and maybe there are some who are burdened tonight. But I pray that from being here that your Holy Spirit would give them the, the comfort and joy and encouragement that they need, dear Lord, that they would seek you and cling to you, that you'd be their strength and comfort tonight. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Amen. We'll just kind of go through a verse or two at a time and uh, kind of break it down and talk about what's going on. Chapter 6, verse 1. Brothers, if someone is caught in any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual should restore such a person with a gentle spirit, watching out for yourself so you also won't be tempted. Now, as brothers and sisters in Christ... We all, every one of us, we, we struggle with things. We struggle with sin. There are always temptations that are, that are before us, and sometimes we're able to, we just cling to the Lord, we, we quote Scripture, we pray, whatever it is, and, and we're able to beat those temptations. But there are other times where them temptations come, and we give in to those temptations, and we find ourselves living in a way that we shouldn't be living in. And Paul is giving some instruction here for those who are brothers and sisters in Christ. If they see another brother and sister in Christ doing wrong, then they are to go up to them and try to 
correct them. He says, if any is caught in wrongdoing, you who are spiritual should restore such a person with a gentle spirit. Now, it's very important there that he, that he points out a gentle spirit because it's very easy for us when we see someone doing wrong to want to quickly judge and point the finger and say, shame on you, you're burning in hell for what you did. And maybe we don't use those exact words, but a lot of times that may be what we're feeling in our heart. A lot of times we take the wrong approach when we try to deal with people who are who are struggling with sin. It's not that we need to just let it let it go by the wayside and not do anything about it, but but we also want to make sure that we're not uh, being judgmental and condemning. So there's a fine line as to what to do. Paul doesn't say just let everything go. That would cause major problems with within a body of believers, brothers and sisters in Christ, if we just let every sin go. So there are things that come up that sometimes have to be dealt with, but we want to be careful if we're dealing with a brother and sister in Christ that we're doing so out of love, not just to get our way, not to get what we want, not so we will look better and think more highly of ourselves, but it should be out of genuine concern for our brother and sister in Christ. And if our desire to help them is not genuinely for the concern of the choices that they're, that they're making, the wrongdoing that they're doing, then we need to maybe pray a little more before we go in there and try to do what God calls us to do. Because we want to go in with a gentle spirit. We want to speak truth, but we want to speak truth in love. Watching out for yourselves so you also won't be tempted. So he says, look, if you see a brother or sister who's struggling, go and try to correct them in gentleness and in love, but be careful when you do that so that you yourself won't be tempted. Now, there could be a couple of things that he's talking about. He could be talking about, uh, if they're struggling with something, if you go and try to correct them and, and, and end up where they are, you may be tempted by the very same thing that they are tempted by. That could very well be what he means there. I think that that's a possibility, and that's something that we that we do need to look out for. But I think that what he's talking about is different than that. And we see this as we, as we read through the rest of the context. I think we can understand what Paul is talking about when he says, watch out so that we ourselves aren't tempted. We, also, we want to watch out so that we're not tempted to give in to whatever wrongdoing somebody else is doing. But in this context, I think Paul is talking about something different. He goes on to say in verse 2, Carry one another's burdens in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. So here we go. It's, this is a good thing for us to realize, brothers and sisters in Christ, is that we're not, not just when we're struggling with sin, but when we're just struggling with all of the burdens that may come along in life. Maybe there's some fear or some doubt or some worry are, are, are questioning what God is doing and our faith is, is we're kind of struggling with some things. And it's in those times that we as brothers and sisters in Christ need to carry one another's burdens. That's what, that's what, that's what uh, Paul calls us to do. And he says, in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. That goes along with what he was saying toward the end of chapter 5 where he says, look, if you want to fulfill the law of Christ, then you love your neighbor as yourself. And so there seems to be this common theme. And it's not just in the book of Galatians, but it's continually throughout the Old Testament, uh, really, and especially in the New Testament, where what really matters for us who are brothers and sisters in Christ is to follow the example that Jesus did. And that is he gave everything to love those uh, who, who came to follow him. He gave everything to, uh, to give them compassion and love 
and to be there for them in their time of need. And that is what we as Christians need to do for other brothers and sisters in Christ. And in that way, we fulfill the law of Christ. We fulfill what God really desires of us. For if anyone considers himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But each person should examine his own work, and then he will have a reason for boasting in himself alone and not in respect to someone else. Now, I think this verse is a good clue as to what Paul was saying when he said, look, be careful when you go to try to correct those who are in wrongdoing so that you yourself aren't tempted and fall into sin. I think the sin that he was talking about here is being judgmental. That temptation is when we see others struggling and we want to call them out and shake our finger, what we're really doing, even if we don't realize it, is we're saying that we're better than them and we're condemning them without stopping for a second to examine our own lives. And what Paul is calling us to do here is before we go into those situations to make sure that we examine ourselves. It reminds me of what Jesus said when he said, look, take the log out of your own eye before you try to take the speck out of your brother's. It's not that we are not to try to take the speck out of our brother's eye. Paul is telling us to do just that. But Paul is telling us the same thing that Jesus is. And he says, first, examine your own life so that you don't become proud and think, I am so good, how dare you, you rotten sinner, you better turn. All the while being proud and living in your sin and thinking that you are something special. When there may be areas in your life, maybe not the same one your brother or sister is struggling with, but there may be areas in your own life where you're struggling and you don't realize it. And what Paul is calling us to as Christians, what the Lord calls us to as Christians, is to, to be patient, not to be quick to jump in there and say what's what, but to be patient and take some time to pray for God to open our eyes maybe to things that are in our life. And then once we see what's going on in our life, we will be better equipped to help our brothers and sisters who are struggling. Once God reveals our sin to us and we repent and we're walking closer to the Lord, then we will be uh, much quicker to offer grace and mercy. Because once our eyes are opened and we realize, oh, I'm struggling in this area and that area, and we pray to God for forgiveness and we receive that grace and mercy, then it completely changes our attitude for when we go to a brother and sister in Christ. Because it's fresh on our mind that God has just delivered me and so we go into it offering the grace and mercy that Jesus Christ offered. And I think that's what Paul is talking about when he says, be careful that you are not tempted. He's talking about boasting in yourself. You shouldn't boast in yourself. That is, don't be tempted to think too highly of yourself and, and too negatively of your brother and sister in Christ, but rather examine your own life and try to build them back up to where they need to be. And then he will have a reason for boasting in himself alone and not in respect to someone else. For each person will have to carry his own load. Now, that, that seems a little contradictory, maybe at first glance, because he says, look, carry one another's burdens. And then he goes on to say, each person has to carry his own load. What I think he's saying is just what we, I kind of elaborated on for the last few minutes. And that is that, that we will all have to answer for what we do. We won't have to answer for, for what somebody else does, but we will have to answer for what we do. And we will be the one that has to, to bear the brunt of whatever reward or punishment that we are going to receive because of that. 
And Paul is just reminding as he closes us here, he's saying, look, you need to be there for your brother, but you need to examine yourself because, look, you're going to have to stand before God one day in judgment too. And we need to have that in mind when we become quick to judge, and sometimes we are. Sometimes we do that. Sometimes we may hear a sermon, and we may be thinking, boy, I hope he or she is hearing that because, boy, they really need to hear that. And all the while, when we have that heart and when we have that mindset, what we're doing is we're completely missing anything God wants to tell us. Why? Because we have somehow thought ourselves to be so good. We have somehow thought ourselves that we don't struggle with sin in the way that they do. And as a result, we miss what God wants to do for us. And that's what Paul is calling us to. He says, I don't want you to miss the Lord. I don't want you to be too proud in yourself. I want you to recognize that you are a sinner, just like your brothers and sisters in Christ. I want you to recognize that God is a God of grace and mercy. And you received grace and mercy. And therefore, you should give grace and mercy. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this good text tonight. Just a few verses, but it is a good reminder for us to, to examine our life, dear Lord, that we don't boast in ourselves or we don't think too highly of ourselves, dear Lord. I know that I'm guilty of that. And sometimes it's easy for us to look and judge quickly, but help us to be, help us to think twice. Help us to think three times, four times, God, if that's what it takes. Help us to recall your word. Help us to see areas in our life so that we can grow in you, so that we can help our brothers and sisters grow in you, dear Lord, so that we don't become a church, that we don't become a body, dear Lord, that's arguing at one another and, and casting stones at one another, God, and condemning one another, but, God, that we're a church that loves one another and that we deal with wrongdoing and sin based on love, not based on anger, dear Lord, and that we have a gentle spirit. So, God, I pray that you give us that. Sometimes... We don't have that, dear Lord. Maybe there are some who are gifted in that way and you've blessed them in it, God. Uh, keep them with a gentle spirit. Maybe there are some that, that we struggle, dear Lord, like myself, and, and we're not always as gentle and patient as we should be. Help us to have the strength to be gentle and patient. Help us to recall your word and help us to, to be able to help one another and not cut one another down, dear Lord. Uh, Paul tells us in your word just a few weeks ago that if we, we bite and devour one another, we will be consumed. But, but God, your word tells us to love one another and carry one another's burdens. So that's what we want to do, dear Lord. We don't want to be those who, who bite and devour and consume one another. But we want to be those who love and carry one another's burdens, dear Lord, and lift one another up and, and help each other get through tough times. So I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.